Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Happy gay Christmas. Um, I'm sorry, it's Halloween. Right before we go on the air, my intrepid producer James sends me an article uh, that apparently I didn't know this. It's I'm not shocked by this, but apparently Halloween since the 30s has been called is gay Christmas. I'd never heard that either because, until I saw this article. Because gay people, I guess, can like I don't know, dress up and be all gay and stuff on on Halloween, so it's gay Christmas. Yeah, I just that's kind of what I'm thinking here. I was surprised that it started in the 30s in <laughs> Chicago. In <laughs> Chicago, that's places. nuts. Well, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, happy gay Christmas, whatever the hell this day is for you. I don't know if it's going to be very Halloweeny at my house with $20 a bag uh, Halloween candy. You're all getting toast. If you come to my house this evening, uh, I'm giving. we're going to be giving out slices of toast, a little butter on them. You'll have to provide your own uh, uh, peanut butter or jelly, but yeah, little toast squares. Not even a whole piece of toast. I'm going to cut them up in the little corners. Little little toast wedges at the at the Rima house today for Halloween. So trick or treat, man. Bring a butter knife. Twenty. I'm serious. Twenty one. We looked at them uh, the other day at Wally Mart. Not even the big expensive Walmart at the end of my street, but the little uh, little you know Walmart that just has the basic stuff. Looking at Halloween candy, twenty one dollars up for a crummy little bag of Snickers and Reese's. Those little minis, you know. So uh, I, I, you know, and then even the, uh, the 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 popcorn balls were like twelve dollars. Yeah, Bidenomics, it's working great. So yeah, you're all getting freaking toast tonight when you come by my house. All right, actually, that might be a little pricey. Have you checked out a loaf of bread lately? Let's see if we can't do toast. Bacon's way too expensive. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe I'll give you some good advice. I'll just give. It, I might give out advice. For Halloween tonight. All right? Don't bet on the Diamondbacks. Yeah, how's that make you feel? Anyway. <laughs> Dude, 20, $21 for a freaking bag of candy. It's not even a large bag of candy. Right. But that, yeah, that Biden uh, economy is just rocking and rolling, man. Yeah. I bought some yesterday. Did um, you? What kind did you get? Large, it was like a large bag with like the Snickers and the Reese's or whatever. How much was I it? I got it at... Costco, it was like 20, it was like 19 bucks. 19 dollars, man. But it was a huge bag, man. It was a Costco-sized bag. Well, the communists over at Walmart are selling small-ass bags for $21. Well, there you go. You're all getting sweet tarts. I don't care what you think about that. Everybody's getting Valentine's. We still have like a couple of Valentine's Day bags from last year still sitting around. We're like that. You know, some heart candy. I'm going to give away one-year-old Valentine's Day candy tonight. How does that make you feel? Some jelly beans left over from Easter. A couple of jelly beans, whatever I can cobble together. And if I got to pick up the uh, the other end with some toast, okay, I'll give you some toast. All right? A piece of toast. <laughs> no go, butter, kid. though. Could you imagine the look? Yeah, dry. Like in the Blues Brothers, just dry pieces of toast. Could you imagine the look of disappointment on some neighbor's kid's face when they show up to the radio guy's house? Oh, here you go, kid. Here's some dry toast. Get out of here. Get off my lawn. So anyway. Uh, two you know what you need to do, though, and prepare for next year? What? Take out a this loan? This is my advice to you. Whenever you go to the – yeah, move. Whenever you go to the drive-thru yeah. and they give you those little condiment packages and you always have a couple left over. I have. Oh, my gosh. Set those aside. We actually save all those. We have one box in my kitchen that is nothing but Chick-fil-A sauces, catch, you know, spicy ketchups from, from Whataburger. You're all getting condiments at my house. That's what there you're getting. There you go. You're getting some teriyaki from the McDonald's there. That's what you get. Condiments. Little packets of condiments. Happy freaking Halloween in the year 2023. You'll thank me later. You'll thank me later when you, you know, they forget to put the stuff on your Whataburger and it's dry. <laughs> then you'll thank old man Rima for his Hollywood, Halloween uh, treats and tricks. <laughs> a little spicy ketchup to make your life better. There you go. All right. 210 It is Halloween, and so we'll be talking about some spooky stuff today, like everything that's going on in the world. And it almost feels kind of redundant, <laughs> celebrating, you know, evil stuff or whatever or supernatural crap. You know, we got all this weird biblical nonsense going down on planet Earth right now. 
I don't know where to begin. I get you know we we've all heard now that uh, this young lady, this German uh, tourist uh, that was at this well German Israeli German Jewish tourist who was at this big outdoor concert. She became she became the face of the Gaza uh, you know of the Hamas attacks. Because we all saw this woman getting uh, kidnapped, and we saw her in the back of a truck with her leg bent backwards, covered in blood. And uh, it really, I mean, on Halloween, it's actually kind of oddly appropriate, isn't it? Celebrating evil. A lot of people are. On the college campuses and town squares of this country right now. So this woman disappears, and I guess the family had, had received word at some point. Because I know my wife and I talked about it a few weeks ago. That this young lady had survived miraculously and was in a hospital somewhere. Well, uh, that was just more uh, uh, tw- yeah, twisting of the knife, as it were. Because uh, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but these Palestinian freedom fighters, they really love, they just love, they take joy in inflicting not only physical pain, but emotional pain. Well, they found her head yesterday. Well, the skull. So uh, they chopped her head off, so she's, she's no more. And uh, I, I, I know I'm, I'm kind of saying the same crap over and over again as we go through this, but it's, it's just my thought. I, I, just, I live right now in this unrelenting state of nausea, watching people celebrating terrorists and, and talking about the Jews. Now, they all got to go away. There's swastikas everywhere. You got Jewish students uh, and even employees of different places who are afraid for their lives. Why? Because they're being freaking threatened by throngs of people, by mobs. Not just here, around the globe. And and it's it's just it, it, I can't believe what I'm seeing. We we didn't even make it a hundred years uh, away from the death camps. And Trey and I were talking about this. We've mentioned this a few times. And if you're my age, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You and I grew up in an era where the whole idea of anti-Semitism coupled with the images that we all grew up with uh, out of the death camps after the liberation of the death camps uh, in in Germany and Poland and uh, uh, the atrocities that were committed. We grew up watching documentaries. Uh, on television, we grew up learning about this stuff in history class. Yes, many of us, uh, such as myself, even after high school, even after basic history 101 uh, and all the stuff we had seen uh, just through our education, I, I became a, you know, uh, 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 curious about history and I did a lot of my own reading and study on World War II and the Nazis and as I said yesterday, that okay, the, the bad guys on planet Earth right now do have a different motivation. Like I said yesterday, they're not national socialists. The Nazis did what they did uh, in celebration of a man. Uh, one could argue, though they kind of layer uh, this idea of communism and socialism on top of it, that uh, the Soviet Union also committed heinous atrocities against millions of people, not in the name of a, of a god, but in the name of, of men, mere men. Okay, we're not even 80 years out from all that. And here we are, and you see this same buggy-eyed, frothy-lipped hatred of the Jews and everyone who supports them. Uh, only this time out, it's, it seems to me uh, even the, the, the scope of it is even more, more all-encompassing. I mean, we're, we're seeing this stuff everywhere throughout the civilized countries of planet Earth, this hatred of the Jews and this call for their destruction coupled with this really weird mythology that the people who chop the heads off of babies and chop the heads off of uh, concert goers and and brutalize and rape uh, people, whether they're alive or dead, this this weird mythology that somehow they're fighting for their freedom from something. And seeing Americans especially celebrating this stuff is just beyond anything I'd ever thought I'd see with my own eyes, especially here in this country. So, yeah, uh, Halloween, man, yeah, I mean, you've got all the darkness you want uh, for this year's Halloween. You know, are, are we in a moment 
Uh, I, 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 I do stop short of the end times theology stuff because I, I just don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. I just don't. A lot of it doesn't make sense to me, frankly. But if that is you, oh, yeah, you're, you're probably freaking out a little right now. Because what we're seeing is, is certainly uh, you could layer over top of biblical prophecy fairly snugly and fairly uh, easily. But are we in a moment right now where we really are witnessing a big throwdown between good and evil? You're damn right we are. And, and, and I tell you, who, who serves the evil side the most? Who serves darkness? Is it uh, are the you know weird Satanist types you know with their stupid uh, uh, black robes and and all their you know Wiccan crap now? Is it really the uh, truly the architects of the, of all of this, which I think a lot of it's connected, as far as globalism and and taking America down a few notches and getting rid of the Israelis and all their power and their might. Uh, are those people truly evil to their core? Is Joe Biden an evil dude? You're damn right he is. But who really gives power uh, and and supports by their daily actions and their thoughts the forces of evil on planet Earth? Stupid people. Evil requires a steady flow of ignorant souls that aren't thinking too deeply about anything. As long as the cool people are telling them that's what you do. And that's what we're seeing at play right now, and it's disgusting. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. A gruesome Halloween display. American politics. Warrior and bloodier than ever. Happening now. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Boom! It's Uncle Sean's spooky Halloween show. Boo! I'm giving out corn chips. I think I'll give out corn chips. Somebody sent me a text now that, uh, you know, this is Texas, so maybe toast isn't such a good thing to give the kids. Give them tortillas. Like, dude, have you priced a bag of tortillas at HEB lately? Yeah. They're, they're a little pricey. But get them some butter, and they can put butter on there. Have no, I'm thinking corn snack. chips. No, I'm thinking corn chips. All right. Give them each a few corn chips and like a little sandwich baggie. <laughs> Here's Chris. Chris, how are you? $21 for hey. a bag of freaking Halloween candy. What's going on, Chris? I know. Hey. I know. I bought two bags myself, but this will be the fourth year I've been doing street tacos down my street for street Halloween. Street tacos? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> You make up a bunch of street tacos? Yeah, I got uh, 14 pounds of uh, ground chicken. And then I got uh, 100 uh, corn tortillas and 60 flour tortillas. Wow. And cheese and hot sauce and cilantro and onions. and Oh, that sounds good. Peppers, so, yeah. I'm, I might be coming to your place. <laughs> I might be putting on a stupid mask and just showing up. 56-year-old dude wearing like a SpongeBob max mask so I can get well, some of those street the, tacos. Uh, the uh, Granny Werewolf, that's what I'm doing for Halloween. You're doing, you're doing what? The Granny Werewolf. Oh, the were, you're going to be the, the werewolf. Okay. Did. Werewolf, yeah. 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 I'm going as a, uh, a, a middle-aged man with a hernia mesh. That should be pretty scary. Not a lot of not a lot of costuming involved there. I appreciate the call, man. Street tacos, that's cool. I'm just saying they made it so damn ex- well, everything's so damn expensive these days. Yeah, but is is that not San Antonio or what? Street tacos, that's yes. beautiful. <laughs> Trick or treat here. We're a lot of my price range hey. though. There you getting you getting I'm I'm going to get a big bag of those uh, HEB Texas scoop uh uh corn chips. And uh, and if the kid gives me crap, I'll say, "Who'd your mom vote for?" <laughs> Where's you don't want chocolate? freaking. You don't want corn chips for Halloween. Ask your mommy if she voted for Joe Biden. Anyway, oh, and I, I cleared something up in my mind because I'm driving in, and you guys are playing the audio of Kamala Harris, who is a complete moron, and she's going to be the next president of the United States, and she's talking about the African diaspora. The African, because that's what keeps her awake. You know, there's a lot of Africans who aren't living in Africa. It's the African diaspora. And I, I, I knew I knew the word. As, this is what I'm driving in. 
And because I remember, I about a year ago, I read a book about the Apostle Paul, who was born in the Jewish diaspora uh, of the first century, when a lot of Jews were living in Egypt and were Roman citizens. By you know, however they accomplished that. And I wasn't sure how you pronounce the word, though. I'd never actually heard the word out loud. It's only a word I've read. And it is diaspora, is how you say it. But she wasn't she saying African diaspora? Isn't that like a lower, like lower small intestine, like an intestinal affliction? Like you get diaspora, you got to go get, you might perforate and I thought it was things a, go bad. thought it was a pesticide. Dias- she is saying diaspora, is she not? The other thing, uh, just very briefly, you understand that we have 33 Americans, I think, still being held hostage by Hamas. About a dozen Americans, at least, that we know of were murdered by the bad guys, by Hamas. And suddenly the administration is taking up the threat of algorithmic discrimination. They're concerned about AI, and that's what they're working on right now. Americans are probably getting, you know, gang raped by Hamas guys uh, 24-7, and they're worried about the African diaspora <laughs> and, and making sure that we have some regs in place to prevent uh, algorithmic discrimination as far as the use of AI. This is a rolling LSD trip, your life right now. This is all true. Two one so is the African diaspora keeping you up at night? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean Rhyme on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. And the strength of the diaspora, the African oh. diaspora. <laughs> Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi, 939. It's Halloween 2023. And uh, if, like me, you live in a neighborhood where kids still trick and tr- trick or treat, you know, I- I'm having a lot of fun with the cost of things and the price of Halloween candy this year, which is pretty high. But it is nice that I, I-, I appreciate and I'm thankful that I live in a neighborhood that is largely populated by families, and, and we're one of those neighborhoods where, yeah, kids still go out and trick-or-treat with mom and dad. And I just always thought that was really cool. So I, I'm looking forward to that. I, and I, I said this, uh, I don't know, about a week ago, and I, I you know, it, a, a lot of the Halloween stuff, like a lot of other Halloween, or, or holiday stuff, rather, has been excised, if you will. Exercise, some might say, uh, from the school system, because hol- holidays are bad, make some kids feel bad, because... I don't know, their, their costume doesn't cost as much as somebody else's. I don't know. They, they, they got rid of most of the Halloween stuff, like a lot of other uh, holiday stuff uh, at, at the schools, and that used to be a lot of fun for kids. We, let, let us remind ourselves that Halloween is a predominantly a, a holiday for kids, to have fun and dress up as something spooky and eat lots of candy and stuff, hang out with their friends, walk around with mom and dad. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and I, I do respect families. Now, some folks, you know, because of religious reasons, make a decision for their family not to participate. I think that's fine. That's what you want to do. If, if For you, it's a, it's a spiritual thing or a religious thing. I get it. I respect that. I just don't, I don't dig the school system kind of making that choice for everybody. And, uh, you know, we knew kids, when I was growing up, we knew kids who didn't participate. Nobody ostracized them. They weren't made to feel bad. It's like the costume thing. I never had, like, costume envy from some other kid or, you know, whatever. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, most of my costumes and my the ones that I still have fond memories of, looking back, weren't store-bought at all. They were things that my dad, my dad used to make the costumes every year. And that it just made it, you know, I was Darth Vader once year. Dad, one year, Dad made a uh, paper mache helmet. <laughs> Dad, my, my old man actually knew how to do paper mache, and he would mold stuff from paper mache and make costumes for me. You, you radio guys will appreciate this. When I was 13, I was Gene Simmons from Kiss. Wore, my mom, wore a pair of my mom's go-go boots from the 60s. Came up past my knees. You know. In fact, he still wears them to this day. So. Well, you know, only on a Saturday night when I'm feeling feisty. But, uh, 
But that's okay, you know, because that, that when I was third, I guess it was when I was thirteen. The uh, I was a member of the Kiss Army. I was a big Kiss fan right. when I was thirteen. Yep. And uh, all the remember all the solo records came out that year. They all had a solo record they put out, but they were still Kiss wearing the makeup. Mm-hmm. And so my dad said, "Why don't you be Gene Simmons?" He was my favorite member of Kiss because he was freaky. And I actually, you remember, like you know, like if you look up on your draperies, you have those little chains that sometimes you you used at least back in the back then to draw the curtains aside. Instead of like you know dog chains, I had like curtain drapery chains across my. <laughs> shallow, naked, hairless chest when I was, uh, <laughs> my dad made me a Gene Simmons costume, but it was cool, you know. Oh, man. But it's just so, it's like a lot of things these days. Uh, the adults in the room tend to overthink it. And, you know, I know Riccardi's been saying this for a lot of years, and I absolutely agree. Adults have really co-opted Halloween. I mean, if you're on Facebook, where all the old farts live like me, you're seeing a lot of like fully grown ass adults who are spending, you know, a couple of hundred bucks on, <laughs> on a very elaborate costume that, you know, after they get through all their Halloween shots, they're not even going to remember they wore, you know, except for the pictures they look at the next day. And I just, I just think it's unfortunate that we've gotten so far away from really the the childlike quality of Halloween. We don't let the kids celebrate it in schools. Right? They have to, what do they celebrate in the schools these days? Oh, it's Autumn Fest, you know, or some jive crap like yeah, that. Yeah, the harvest. It's the harvest time. Harvest Fest. That's, yeah. what, that's what my family does at their daycare, just so they can avoid right. any of the Halloween stuff and people complaining they have a harvest festival. So, so Halloween is too divisive that we can't allow little children to do it. Meanwhile, you know, Dad's spending $400 on a Shrek costume. <laughs> you know, to, to go get blotto drunk at some freaking tavern somewhere singing karaoke. You know, you want to run that by me again? So if you got kids that are out there and they still do the trick-or-treating thing, you know, yeah, be nice and have a good time tonight. I, I've always enjoyed it. I enjoyed it when I was a kid, yes. and I enjoy seeing other kids still doing it. I did want to say Same this. Um, that little thing I put on Facebook about going to a senior citizen's home. Oh, yeah. With take your kids there because they all have candy. They love seeing the kids dressed up, and if it's not a frequented, you know, like the streets, you might get more candy. Well, yeah, and, and look, go to an assisted living place like where my mom was. I mean, they they have their little Halloween celebrations there in the in the public room or whatever, and they, they probably enjoy that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, I do want to get. I mean, as we go through the show, I, I kind of rambled all the, all the way through this break, but I, I want to talk about. The nature of evil and, and what do you believe and what do you don't believe. There's a uh, uh, an exorcist, an official exorcist out of uh, the Nashville parish uh, who is talking about Ouija boards uh, and they're a bad idea. I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've had a couple of Ouija boards. I, I, I get it. It's, you know, maybe it, it's a kind of a dark invitation that you think you're just playing a silly game, but. Uh, you know, I also don't think the devil's making his entree into our existence through like Milton Bradley, <laughs> you know, <laughs> board games. I don't know. You know, the devil can get to you through a game of backgammon probably as quickly as a Ouija board. But I do want to talk about some of that stuff uh, and, and what we believe and what we don't believe, because I, I do think we're living in, <laughs> you know, no matter what you believe, we're living in some pretty dark times. And. You remember sort of the dawn of this kind of thinking, which I would put roughly around the mid to late 80s. The the genesis of it was in the the counterculture of the 60s, where they're kind of pushing against a lot of institutions and traditions. But I remember in my life that around the mid to late 80s, when uh, what we used to call, you know, politically correct started to take over our lives, that the the words good and evil became relative... Right, and what some what might be evil to one person might be really, really cool or good to another person. It all became relative, uh, and that became sort of a standard part of our of our national debate or discussion. And I think it's a bunch of crap. I, I, you look at what's going on right now, and again, four weeks out, we're we're only now really. I mean, we've heard some pretty horrific stuff over the past month, but we're hearing more and more. Uh, now, as far as what Hamas 
uh, as backed by Iran, uh, have been inflicting on other human beings. And I don't know how you describe that as anything other than pure evil. I don't know how you're... I mean, we all look at a guy like Robert Card and say, well, to do that, to walk into a bowling alley and just open up a, a, you know, an AR on folks is pretty evil, about as close to, as close to it as you can get. Sure, I agree, absolutely evil. But when you see what people are doing to other human beings in the name of Allah, in the name of Islam, yeah, evil freaking defined. And I want to talk about how, in a, in a little bit, probably I'll wait till we get to the next hour, but I want to talk about that progression, about how people get there, in, in my opinion, how people get from being just a normal, if you will, human being with a soul, with a, with a consciousness, or with a conscious, I guess would be the better word, and how they travel and how they proceed to a place where you're perfectly willing to murder a baby, where you're perfectly willing to decapitate someone and take joy in that. How do we get there? Because I think that that truly is the nature of evil. And i got to take a break here, but when we get back, I'll, I'll explain a little bit more about that. Stay connected to the very latest News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071, uh, Halloween 2023 in America. I'm Sean talking about Halloween type stuff today and also uh, the news of the day. Uh, whatever's on your brain. 210 599 5555. I'm going to talk to Esteban here in a second. I, I was also kind of thinking back on some of the costumes that you know I still remember, not just as a little kid, but I admittedly, even though I'm Calling out the adults in a room for sort of co-opting Halloween. I, I also went to a fair amount of adult Halloween parties over the years. And there actually was a costume that I became known for when I lived in Maryland in my late 20s and 30s that I would wear every year. And I I, I used to dress up as Dr. Frankenfurter from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, Rocky! <laughs> oh, Rocky! <laughs> You laugh, but when I was young and pretty, when I was young and pretty, I could pull that stuff off, man. You have nice legs. I do have nice legs, and I, I could wear the fishnets and the bustier, and I do the, the eye makeup and all that, and I was pretty hot looking, man, if you're into that sort of thing. Of course, he was living on the coast of Maryland, so it was actual fishnets. It was real. You could actually catch some oysters in uh, in my stockings. Some mackerel. My nylons, you know, and... and uh, you know, uh, and I look pretty good. You know, now I look like a turkey loaf. You know, like when you, you go to the deli and you get a turkey, like a, some roast beef or something, it's got that netting around it. That's what I look like now. Yeah. It's called a hernia mesh. It, it's really got a slight, I, I really don't, I don't look, I look less like Dr. Frankenfurter, Tim Curry, and more like, you know, uh, a deli meat of some kind. And it's just not the same effect. But back in the day, I rocked that. I looked good, man. I did. I always took the... Uh laziest costume if when i was an adult to going to like uh tom cruise and risky business i just oh, wear tidy whities and a shirt <laughs> and then uh, another one when lebowski came out i was like great bathrobe shorts slippers and you a white just wanted Russian. to get to the shots part you just wanted to get to the halloween shots part and, and be right. comfortable and be comfortable don morgan were you a big uh costume do that do that thing as a as an adult did you ever i uh, you know i think the last time i went to a I was like nineteen, wow. or so. Wow! It was it, it was the year Dirty Dancing came out. No, so no, eighty seven. And uh, my girlfriend at the time was really into that movie. No, and she wanted us to go to this costume party as as Johnny and Baby. No, except she was Johnny and I was Baby. So, <laughs> did you you reversed it? Did you? Yeah. You know what? Be yeah. a funny baby costume. This just came into my mind. Is to dress up like her. What was that chick's name in that movie? I can't remember now. Jennifer Grey. Jennifer, dress up like Jennifer Grey in Dirty Dancing, but then actually construct the corner of a room that, like, hangs off your back so oh, baby so. can actually be in a corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's my mind thinking out loud. I didn't get that creative. <laughs> it was just uncomfortable enough to walk around in a pink dress. So, I, lo I love all these Democrats right now wearing costumes as if they're real human beings. <laughs> <laughs> 
That girl must have been stout, a little strong to lift you up, Don. Oh, God. No. No, she was about 5'2", 110 yeah. on a good day. She wouldn't lift <laughs> you up, no. Lifting me wasn't going to happen. I was 6'1 at about 210, so <laughs> right. picking me up wasn't going to be a problem. <sighs> but I, I do have to say, systems. I got hit on more times that night than I ever had before. I, I, be, I got hit on a lot as the Rocky Horror guy. Oh. I, I used to say if I was gay, I'd have a date every night. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because <laughs> I look good like that. I'm just, you know, not gay. Anyway, um, 216. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong like with being Halloween. gay. I'm just saying I wasn't. But had I been, I would have been popular. 210-599-5555. We'll, we'll talk about the nature of evil. I'm kind of keeping it uh, with a, you know thematically along the uh, lines of Halloween. Classically always was kind of my favorite, one of my favorite holidays. Uh, just to, because it's not a lot, if, unless you attach a lot of deep meaning to it, there's not a lot of deep meaning to Halloween and there really shouldn't be. It's just playing dress up for a day. And, uh, and I always really, uh, enjoyed it both as a kid and frankly, yeah, as an adult. But, uh, so we'll talk some more Halloween stuff when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. It is Halloween 2023. Whatever that means to you. Uh, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. You know, I, uh, they just had uh, the young lady's uh, picture up on the TV screen there. Shawnee Luke, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Uh, she kind of became the face uh, if you will, uh, in the early days of the, uh, the attack on Israel on October 7th, she was the young lady who was at this concert, this festival. And, uh, we saw her brutalized in the back of a pickup truck, uh, by a bunch of evil dudes, monsters really, I guess would be a better description. Not certainly not freedom fighters fighting the evil colonials. Brutalized in the back of a truck, her leg was going the opposite way. It obviously had been broken, or blood on the back of her head. And there was some thought <clears throat> that uh, uh, she had survived somehow, and I guess her family had been given word that she was in a hospital somewhere. Well, that turned out to be not true. Uh, in fact, they found her decapita- uh, decapitated head, I believe, yesterday. And... Uh, you know, I, we live in, uh, uh, to say these are strange times, I think, is uh, weak language. We, we live in evil times. And, and I, I'm, and this is what I'm going to pick your brain about. I, I do believe that we are in a moment that uh, is a battle between good and evil. Uh, I absolutely believe that. Um, and you know, how that plays out. Now, again, I don't layer a lot of end times theology on top of that. Uh, I think the battle between good and evil is something that is ongoing. Uh, I think it's also a battle that each and every one of us fights inside ourselves. And uh, that kind of brings me to my uh, topic here, and it's, I guess, a good Halloween topic. You know, do you believe in evil? Do you believe in evil as not just something that people choose, and I do believe it as a choice, but something that, is separate from us that acts upon us. In other words, is there a devil? Are there demons? Is there some kind of evil, dark, manifest uh, personality out there uh, or entity that 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 works at us uh, uh, while simultaneously we have our better angels working on the other side? And, uh, yeah, I do believe that's true. I just don't think... It looks like what most of us think or believe it looks like. And certainly the horror movie genre, uh, which I, for most of my life, have been a fan of, for the most part. Not as big a fan now as I used to be. But, you know, we have this idea. I'm wearing my uh, Exorcist uh, t-shirt today, you know, in celebration of Halloween. It's actually one of my all-time favorite movies. It's it's an incredible novel. But that, that idea that demonic possession or being taken over by evil or succumbing to some kind of darkness uh is it causes you to float in the air and your head spins around 
and uh, there's all kinds of supernatural stuff that happens that the, that is visible. You can see it with your own eyes. Uh, I, I I think if if that exists, it, it's it's the rare thing. Um, you know, I've talked about addiction and and stuff like that as I've kind of been on this trip I've been on for the past nine months, and and I really the the, the stages of an addict really in a sense are the stages of evil because I believe evil begins as a whisper. And one one of the best things I ever did, and this is, uh, I did a lot of reading when I was in the hospital, and I I read a a bunch of books by a guy that Russell Crowe made famous last year with a really bad movie called The The Pope's Exorcist, uh, Father Gabriel Amorte, who was the designated exorcist of the Vatican. Uh, And, you know, if you're talking about exorcists in the Christian faith, you basically have two kind based upon stuff that I've read. You have, if you will, the Catholic designation, and then you have the more the Protestant, the evangelical designation, which goes on Scripture where Jesus called everyone to cast out demons, his disciples. And so that idea that anyone can be an exorcist is, is kind of there, whereas in the Catholic faith, it's really a much more involved process. You, you cannot be a priest who performs exorcisms in the Catholic faith unless, unless you are designated by a bishop. A bishop has to name you or designate you as an exorcist of your parish. And I read a lot about Father Amorte's experiences and the experiences of other Catholic exorcists because now we have many more than than we did, uh, uh, let's say, 30, 40 years ago when it was a, a very rare thing to actually have a Catholic priest who was a, who was a working exorcist. And one thing you'll find out if you believe in this kind of thing, which which I do, absolutely, is that demonic influence and demonic possession is is first off a, a multi-stage thing, and it's very subtle in that, and I believe this, evil doesn't want to be revealed. If you will, the demon doesn't want you to know it's there. The demon doesn't want anybody else to know it's there. This idea that you, you coax a demon out, and if you get the demon to say its name, it goes away. That's all a bunch of bull crap. Demonic possession is actually more of an influence. And I do believe that we open ourselves up to that, like when we're angry or spiteful or, you know, selfish or being greedy in some sense or working from our ego, we invite that influence into our lives. Uh, And the influence, again, is a whisper. I think the devil whispers in our ear. You know, well, that's not that situation's not right. Or oh, they really screwed you over there. Oh, your your wife or your husband is is doing something to you. Oh, you know, this is saying so it 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 actually reinforces your ego bullcrap with a whisper. And then, uh, if you look at if you study the stages of demonic possession, there's three stages. First, there's um, uh, let me see if I got this correctly here, temptation. Uh, so you're tempted, you know, and let's say emotionally, you're tempted to feel put out or spited by somebody or slighted by somebody or something didn't go your way. Or maybe temptation is a drug or it's alcohol or it's sex or it's some other activity that would be destructive to you. The second stage is obsession. That initial whisper, that initial temptation begins to take over your thinking. So if it's a bit of spite or anger at someone, uh, as you give in to that temptation, you will, if you will, of those feelings, it begins to uh, take over your entire thinking process. So now you're, if it's another person, you're only ever thinking about that person. If it's, a, if it's drugs or alcohol, you're only ever thinking about that stuff. Every thought you have comes back to that stuff. In the case of these Hamas guys, you know, it's violence, it's hatred of the Jews. Hatred of anybody who was not like you or not of the purer faith. So it begins with a temptation. You know, your life would be so much better if not for those pesky Jews. And then slowly, uh, it becomes an obsessive thought to where you're seeing Jewish influence everywhere you look. The Nazis, you know, made a uh, great business of this. In your life, you know, suddenly every day, every thought in your head is circling around how do you get a drink or how do you get ahead of your drug or how do you get to do whatever it is that you, that you like doing or you think you, you like doing. Obsession. Oppression is the final stage of demonic possession, or possession by an evil influence. Oppression. You are now oppressed, which means you're still in control. You're still making choices. 
but whatever that thing is that you've allowed to take over your every thought is now holding you back actively either from getting away from it, uh, from making a change in your life, uh, or, you know, what have you. You're, you're no longer operating like a sane human being. You are oppressed by evil. You are oppressed by your addiction. You are oppressed by your dark thinking. You are oppressed by uh, the urge to do violence or to, to uh, you know, uh, be rage-filled against other human beings or what have you. And w- what I see going on in the world right now is that. I see a lot of people going through these stages. I see groups of people, nations of people, who are oppressed by demonic forces, who are oppressed by evil, and and for whom all light has been squeezed from who they are. And I don't know how you turn that back around. I mean, in the Catholic idea of exorcism, you know, it could take years. Uh, and uh, the Catholic in the Catholic faith, uh, an active exorcist also is working in conjunction with with uh, mental health professionals and doctors. It's really at the very end of the process where an actual exorcist is actually addressing something inside of you that is oppressing you. But that's only after everything else has been exhausted. But I, I do believe in this stuff and I do believe it's real. And and I think when you get beyond, if there was another stage beyond oppression by evil, uh, I would I would call it subhuman, where you actually get to the place where you're not even a human being anymore. You, you are. You're a creature. You're a monster. And you look at the acts that are being committed against other human beings right now. These are not real humans anymore. These are not people who resemble human beings anymore if they are capable of doing that to another human being. And, I, you know, as far as the rest of us, how do you survive uh, a place in history, a moment in history like the one we're in right now? I, I really think, you know, apart from trying to participate in the process or supporting good people or good movements or whatever you want to call it, I, I really think it, it comes down to that initial whisper and in that you have to whisper hope in your ear. You have to listen uh, to the whispers of the good and allow that to become your obsession, and allow that to become your oppression. Goodness, light, love, forgiveness, all that annoying stuff that Jesus talked about. <laughs> you know, In other words, uh, how do we survive this dark chapter of human history that you and I are going to go through, whether we like it or not? It's like I say all the time, pray. You have to reinforce the good constantly in your life. To survive this stuff. And uh, I don't know if any of this stuff makes sense. Uh, but you can let me know what you're thinking. I, I, we are. We're, we're in a very, very dark place right now. As far as uh, uh, human history. And so uh, the one thing I do. And I try to do is, is uh, two things. Laugh and pray. Pray and laugh. Does that make sense? 210-599-5555. Very quickly. Lee, how are you doing? Is this Sean? Hey. Yeah, Lee. What's going on? How you doing? It's Halloween. I thought I'd give you a blast from the past, a ghost from Denver. Oh, hey, man. How you doing? Not bad. Goodness gracious. It's probably been like nine, ten years since the last time I talked wow. to you when you were here in town. <laughs> wow, that's great. Well, that's been a while, yeah. Wolverine! Wolverine. What are you thinking about what I'm saying, though, and uh, what we're talking about? Oh, you bet. Um, you we're literally are living in the uh, time. You were talking about depression, right? Yeah. Um, and we were also talking about Islam. Islam is literally based on the notion that, you know, Muslims have been oppressed by the Jews, that the Jews have usurped the true word of God and took it over and rewrote the Koran and did everything in their name right. for the sole purpose of oppressing the true believers of Allah. Which is, and, in and of itself, that little whisper of temptation that says, hey, it's not your, your life isn't your fault, it's these people's fault. These people are like doing said, you know, something to you. Except, like you said, it's not necessarily on a political level, on a personal level. This is on a religious level. Oh, this yeah. is, you know, you are commanded by God to overcome this yeah. oppression. You know, because anything that you do to the infidel is justified, because they've already done this to right, you. Right. 
you know, kind of thing. Um, I agree. Oh, I, my goodness gracious. I got to um, run, but it's really cool to talk to you, man. Thanks for checking in, man. You bet. <laughs> Well, you have, you have a good night, man. I'm up against the clock. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. Aaron, if you can hang on, we'll go to you next. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Coming up, more solid info and entertainment. To fulfill your mind's cravings, this is the Sean Rima Show. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA FM 1071. And just in case you, you were still a little uh, uh, hesitant, hesitant to believe that we're, you know, in the great battle between good and evil and evil is stomping on the earth. Holy crap. Creed is doing a reunion tour. Let's go to, um, I'm sorry. I always thought they were like Pearl Jam light. You know what I mean? That's, uh, I, I, I've, I've cozied up to Creed. But back in the day, I was like, well, they're just Pearl Jam with Jesus. That's all they are. Uh, Aaron, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. I have a sarcastic haiku if you're interested. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, it goes, yeah, thanks, Joe Biden. $21 candy, happy Halloween. <laughs> Thank you, man. Aaron, it's always a pleasure. Thanks. Thank later. Thank All you. Right. Yeah, when you got to lay down some credit references to buy Halloween candy, you know, Bidenomics might not be working that well for us. I need a co-signer. I need a co-signer <laughs> to buy some freaking Halloween candy, man. I know I'm complaining, but $21 for a relatively small bag of crap to give kids? It's just, man. Uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. you have any thoughts about uh, uh, my thoughts on evil? The other thing to remember, and I'm looking at uh, more coverage out of Cornell and some of the other colleges where Jew, Jewish students are actually being threatened with being killed uh, by other students. You know, again, it's, it's mind-boggling to, to watch this stuff happening in, in America in the year 2023. We, we really shouldn't be surprised, though, if I want to throw a caveat out there, because we've allowed the school systems to basically indoctrinate young people into a lot of liberal, evil bullcrap for a few generations, so... Uh, but still, you know, looking at these, the, all these kids, the thing about evil, you know, just one more note on this and we'll move on to some other more fun stuff. But evil wants to freaking kill you. The thing I try to remember all the time, and a lot of this has to do with the drinking and all that stuff, but evil wants to kill you. Now, evil doesn't have to kill you physically to kill you. When you look at these young people who are all about, you know, hey, from the, what is it, from the river to the sea or whatever the hell it is, or exterminate the Jews, or, you know, the, this professor that uh, uh, was inspired by Hamas and the attacks of October 7th. And you're seeing a lot of these kids with the, the this buggy-eyed zealotry about, you know, their opposition to the Jews. And let's just call them Jews instead of Israelis, huh? And there's a lot of it that's just really, un, again, really unsettling. Well, evil can kill a person by killing their spirit or killing their perceptions. If you're somebody right now who's a young person and you think Islamic fundamentalist terrorism that butchers and slaughters other people is a good thing, something inside of you has already been killed. Uh, if, if you have uh, allowed yourself to be oppressed, if you will, by a self-serving narcissistic worldview that is born out of your stinking politics, that somehow allows you to believe that people who voted for Donald Trump should be tossed in jail and silenced or reprogrammed, or, you know, we, if we need to kill every Jew to get him off of Gaza, we'll do it. Okay, something inside of you has already been killed by evil. You know, you're already sort of there. And again, what I keep seeing in, in a lot of this stuff is mass evil. It is a mass movement of evil. Uh, the seeds of which have been planted for a few generations, again, on many different levels. But it, it's pl- the good and evil thing is playing out before, you, before your very eyes. It, it truly is. And I've said for years, I've had this instinct, this gut feeling that the human race is going to get to a point 
where in a, we, we, you really have to know what you believe in. You really, really, really have to know what it is that you believe in and why you believe that stuff. Because the battle lines are being drawn, and I, I know I'm being kind of uh, you know hyperbolic or dramatic or whatever, but I I cannot watch this crap going on with these quote unquote peaceful pro Palestinian gatherings and movements, which again fill me with freaking nausea, and, and not comment on on what I think is going on here. And I, is good and evil? Yeah, absolutely it is. Which side are you going to be on? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. The only woman who's going to listen to you. Tell your smart speaker to stream KTSA. This is News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Yeah, man. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Boo. It's my spooky uh, Halloween special. Nah, it's just a regular show, but I'm calling it that. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Just a couple of more news items uh, to make you aware of. Uh, first off, yeah, we have the, the Secretary of State of Colorado who believes that Donald Trump violated the 14th Amendment, a certain clause within the 14th Amendment that says if you help to start an insurrection, you can't be president. Which, uh, and Trey did a, a great job of going through this earlier on Where and Rima, but it's, it's bull crap. Uh, first off, that wasn't an insurrection. It just sort of wasn't. That was basically a, a, a sloppy guided tour <laughs> of Capitol Hill with selfies. Okay, that's what happened. Uh, but uh, point being, uh, you know, like they're, they're talking about, in, you know, putting him in, a, in jail be, for violating this gag order. That this judge was, I think the, I think the New York judge was at the Florida judge. I don't know. I get them all confused at this point. Saying he can't talk about the case, and they say he talked about it on social media. Saying you want to put him on the case. Basically, it's selection interference. You know that, right? They're just trying to keep him from being president. He's not of them. He's not. He's not a swamp critter. They've hated his guts since he started showing numbers in the primary tra- trail, and they certainly hated his guts. Uh, when he proved to be one of the most effective presidents we've had in recent memory, if not ever. And they can't let that guy be president again. And so this is just one more for the stack of legal problems they're trying to bury him in. Also, I don't know if you picked up on the the really weird disconnect from the administration this week especially. We were making fun of Kamala Harris for talking about African diaspora. Or Dispaya, she's not pronouncing it correctly. I think it's uh, Dysporia, or Dysporia, that's what it is, Dysporia. It's it's about people being displaced from their native land, and uh, she was talking about in regards to Africa. But the one thing that the administration, both her and Joe Biden, what they're tackling right now is the potential racism of artificial intelligence. She calls it algorithmic discrimination. And if you don't think that chick sat in the bathroom and looked at herself in the mirror and and pronounced that over and over again before she got it right, algorithmic discrimination. In other words, we have to make sure that as AI becomes a daily part of our lives, which it is and it will be, all right, it already sort of is, it's getting there, that we don't allow AI to be used for racism and that there's an equitable use of, of artificial intelligence. In other words, AI needs to be available to everyone, including black and brown people. And people who have gender diaspora, you know, <laughs> you know, we're, in other words, we got to make sure that we're not hiding, you know, or keeping the benefits of artificial intelligence from, you know, uh, you know, people uh, of uh, certain communities. That's their big push right now. Again, you know, we got 30, over 30 dead Americans in the attack on Israel. We got Americans who are still being held hostage. We're, you know, we're, we're still getting shot at from Iran and, and uh, or Iraq, rather, and Syria. On uh, our military personnel. Uh, World War III is busting out all around you. But, man, let's hop on that AI racism thing first. It's just weird. The disconnect. Uh, let's see here. Let's go take some phone calls. Bob, how you doing? 
I'm fine, but how are you doing? Another day in paradise, man. Happy Halloweeny. Yeah, happy Halloweeny. Yeah. Uh, remember the Charlie Brown uh, Halloween member when Charlie Brown got numbered rocks? He got the what? The the, the great pumpkin? That one? Yes. Oh yes. Gets, yeah. This this here's an idea for you. Instead of a, instead of bread, just give out rocks. Give out ro- what is it? Rocks? rocks. Oh, rocks. rocks. I'm gonna yes, give the kids rocks. in my neighborhood like small pieces of gravel. <laughs> Here you go, kid. Here's some road gravel. There you go. Happy Halloween. No, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with yeah. corn chips. I appreciate the call. Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What are you What are yeah. you thinking? The Trump thing you were talking about just a minute ago really, really shows just how weak and cowardly, truly cowardly, the Democrat Party is. But I was actually calling about the good and evil thing. Yes. I've been saying it for years. Evil absolutely does exist. It always has. It always will. It cannot be reasoned with. It should be crushed out at every opportunity because you can't allow it to thrive. When you allow it to thrive and grow and and prosper – where that brings us to where we are right now. I agree. And it does. It does whisper to us all, but it, it its whispers are most effective with the weak, because they have no moral ground, no no moral principle, no no faith in Jesus. That let me tell you, there's been times in my life where I have struggled to to say. The name Jesus, not because, not because uh, 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 I, I didn't want to say it. I wanted to say it, but but I was something was keeping me from saying it. And right. finally, I was able to break through and say Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ. And those words, that name, repelled those whispers with, that were definitely in my ear right. and in and. My physical being, I can feel it in my physical being, but by, but by proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ and being strong and not being weak and, and being courageous and having faith, I crushed that evil whisper to nothing. But the weak can't do that. Well, and, and also, in the weak, and you could look at weakness as being a sort of self-centeredness. If, if you're you know, really just all, all about you, which is, I think, a form of selfishness, uh, it's easier for that whisper to kind of work its way into you. <laughs> and the evil weak, in general. The weak, the weak will, will, will tell themselves, oh, poor, pitiful me. Right. But the strong will say, no matter what comes at me, I will knock it out of my way and go through it. Yes. Climb and rise above it. But the weak, they, 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 they don't have the... Right. Whatever it is, they're weak and, well, and, and evil preys on us all. I agree. Steve, I appreciate the call. I, I, I do think we're all making a choice, though. I think there is always a choice involved here. Uh, Char- Charles, how are you? I'm doing good, sir. I'm talking about uh, those protesters and stuff like that. Sorry to take your time. I know you're on. Oh, you're fine, topic, man. Oh, go ahead. What are you thinking? Yeah, did, did you see what happened in da- Dagestan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Russia. Now, every, everybody, everybody criticizes Vladimir Putin, and that's fine. You know, that's a different war. But I'm just going to say this. He, does, he, he, he doesn't put up with that. You know, like we're putting up with protesters now that are throwing rocks or in the right. colleges or are threatening our Jewish students and what if not. Look what happened to those people who stormed the airport. That's true. And were threatening Jewish people getting off a plane. Yeah. You maybe, know, maybe. He, he, he sent in troops on helicopters. Yeah. And within 30 minutes, he cleared out the place. I don't know how many people he took, how many, how many people. And he arrested. I don't know how many. Right. Of them. That's the way it's done. I got to run, man. You're, you're, it's a good. It's a fair point. We got to take a break. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. What's that? Uh, there was uh, like three hundred arrested. Four hundred. Yeah, a he lot. Did. We aren't doing that here. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Good point. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. News that moves you. On my way to work. They have great reporting. They have interesting stories. Just the personalities. Catch Ware and Rima. Weekdays starting at 7 a.m. Well, they cover everything in depth. Nationally, internationally. And stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Yeah, and if things, as if things weren't bad enough. Creed's getting back together. I, I'm sorry. 
Well, but it was a big announcement yesterday. In fact, they're coming to San Antonio. Scott and the boys are getting back together. And in all fairness, Scott Stapp is he's he's had a rough call of it, man. That guy has been through some stuff, addiction and all that crap. He's been sober for a number of years. Remember when he was all messed up and he was in his hotel room, you know, making videos and stuff, talking gibberish? I'm glad he's doing well. He, he's another guy who's a big Christian guy, and his faith kind of got him through. So I'm not, I'm not cracking on him. But Creed, th- that was such a major, like Elton John's final tour was a big announcement. You know, the Stones doing a new record, you know, Pearl Jam. Hell, Pearl Jam in Austin was kind of a cool thing. But I, 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 the Creed, th- you know, what was that? Mid to late nineties, when the Creed, when the Creed showed up, I was in yeah. alternative rock late, at that point. Late nineties when late they first 90s. came along, yeah. And that first, what is it? Uh, jars of clay, hands of clay, something with clay. He was doing something with clay. It was human uh, clay. Was it human clay? Yeah, I think and the, so. The first song was "My Own Prison," which I thought was a good song. Then, uh, uh, can you take me higher? And suddenly I started noticing, like, in the radio station I worked for, all the female sales people had, like, Scott Stapp pictures, you know, suddenly popping up on their walls, and there was Creed posters <laughs> everywhere. Because old Scott Stapp, little though he may be, was fairly popular with the ladies. Yeah, good-looking dude. Good-looking dude. With arms wide open, if you've ever had a kid, you're going to ball your eyes out every time you hear that. That's a true thing. But for me, I was like, well, they're just Pearl Jam light, man. They're just not... You know what I mean? Like I, I never thought I, I never thought they were that great. I, I mean, I, I like those three songs I just mentioned well enough. But I wasn't like going, "Oh, holy Jesus! It's a Creed reunion." I thought this would never happen. I thought I'd never see the day. I'm like, what is this freaking? But you know, I, I, you know what it is, and maybe Don, you and I are a little too old for this. It's ni- '90s nostalgia is starting to kick in. And that I don't—I just don't understand that at all. Now they're tugging on your demographic wallet strings. Well, not mine, but the guy—I guess this is a millennial thing. Let's be honest: the Creed thing—that's got to be a millennial thing. Millennials are are nostalgic for the '90s. For me, the '90s were, was something that happened between beers, bong hits, and marriages. You know what I mean? I, I just—you know—it's just sort of eh. <laughs> that. So that was the '90s, huh? You know what I mean? Like it just—I I, don't—you know—I don't have any great nostalgia for the '90s. But I understand how young people who are slightly younger than me, they're starting to get nostalgic for the 90s. So now, you know, Creed's got a reunion tour. Is Safe Ferris going to be back on the, you know, are they, they going to hit the uh, State Fair route, you know, or the State Fair uh, tour route, <laughs> you know? Safe Ferris. You know? Are we going to, you know, are you going to, Green Day, are they, gonna, are they, they never broke up. So you can't really have a Green Day reunion tour. They're still doing the same crazy crap they've always been doing. Cherry Poppin' Daddies, are they coming back anytime soon? Are we going to be hearing from the Cherry Poppin' Daddies? I wouldn't mind Collective Soul. A little Collective Soul. They were yeah, good. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah, they were They were damn good. Is Nickelback yeah, going to be coming back? Is going to be, you know, Nickelback? Are they, did they ever break up? Or are they still together? No, they're still going. Are they? Yeah. I don't know, the 90s, eh. eh. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, well, I, I'm just saying well, I was... Hold on. Nirvana what, is 90s. Yeah, but they were 80s guys, man, you know. It was early, early 90s when that stuff happened. They formed the band in 1989. So, you know, they're still technically 80s guys. But I remember how freaked out I was. Not freaked out when I realized there was a retro 80s thing going on, you know. And I'm just saying it's all catching up to you now. Now now we're going through 90s nostalgia. So, yeah, Creed reunion tour. That's just that's great. I'm gonna make it. Are they gonna be? Are they gonna be food trucks? You know, I'm just saying. I, I'm. I, I, Don, is that something that you want to? You're a big concert guy. I probably is that you want to be drawn into a Creed reunion tour. Can't say I will be. I don't even know the names of the other two guys. I couldn't. I don't even tell you who the other two guys in Creed are. <laughs> I think there's three other. Guys. Is there three other guys? Who are they? I don't even know. You know, they could put any three other guys behind Scott Stapp and call it a Creed reunion tour. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Me neither. You know what? One of the most pathetic things I ever did see was remember when uh, MTV did a Doors thing and they had Manzarek there and Robbie Krieger and I, I don't I can't remember if Densmore was was there, but they yeah, rotated but- out different singers. Like Scott Weiland got up and did a, a Doors song, and it was badass. I remember little little uh, uh, Scott Stapp got up, and I I think he sang "Light My Fire." 
And we all realized collectively that Scott Stapp can't sing. And he couldn't hit the the big part at the end, you know. He, he, you know, he, he sounded like Kurt Cobain after, you know, a few, you know, heroin hits. He, just, he couldn't make it happen. It's like, that dude can't sing. He's been faking us all out for, for a number of years here. Are you getting the feeling I'm not a big Creed fan? Is that coming yeah, I, through? Yeah, I kind of got that from you. I, I'm saying it, it, it. it's not quite one of the seven seals, but Creed getting back together might be a sign of the apocalypse. See, on the surface of it, everybody thinks it's good Jesus music. I'm just saying there's something sinister afoot here that we suddenly have to have a freaking Creed reunion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not being a jerk, but maybe I am. I just, I, I, that people were posting, oh, Creed's getting back together. I've been waiting on this one. Can I go to Walmart and get the essential Creed on CD? Is there like an essential, is there, you know what I mean? Like, is it got anything more than three songs on it? Just saying. I know you guys don't want to participate and you think I'm being a jerk, but I'm just, no, you know, not at all. Creed reunion you're, tour. You're supposed to be saying hi to the guy from HEB. Oh, that's right. I want to say hi to the guy. For, I ran into another a guy came up to me in the HEB parking lot yesterday. My wife and I were putting crap in the back of our car and said he really likes the show. Ryan, thanks for coming up and saying hi. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm the king of HEB, and you, you, I can't make it through a Dollar Tree for all the fans. So I, when somebody comes up to me, I want to well, – I think it's cool when people come up to me. I really actually enjoy it. It's like, no, hey, I'm just here for the St. Jude candle. And some wasabi peas. Come on. Give me some space here. Give me my personal time. So anyway, that was really cool. Uh, Ryan said hi, and I wanted to say hi to Ryan. Thanks for coming up, man. That was You made my day. All right. Happy Halloween. Uh, thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.